So, hello and welcome to episode 33 of the Saddlecast for this season with myself, Glenn Price, and I'm joined as usual by Ollie Warner. How are you, my friend? I'm good, thanks, Glenn. Yep, good to be here again. Yeah, we obviously were both at Rochdale last uh, last night, well, last, yeah, last night, yes, yesterday. Yeah, it was a long day, wasn't it? And um, it was interesting because I obviously went up with a little lad and you went up with a friend on the train and had a few beers, so quite a different match experience, but we managed to catch up, didn't we, at the game and sort of try and try and put things uh, sort of in place at half-time when we weren't doing too well, but... Interesting day, Ollie. Yeah, an interesting day and another frustrating day and a very frustrating season. Mm. <laughs> that's that's for sure. Yeah, I uh, I I should really come out with my first thing. I did put it on Twitter, Ollie, but I made a, a quite a big mistake on the way to Rochdale. You did. And I actually, I actually, I was gonna, I wasn't gonna let you get away with it in the intro. <laughs> yeah, well, I knew that so much that I thought, let's get out of the way now. And um, yeah, I drove to I drove to Gig Lane by accident, and then remembered we were playing Rochdale. So I don't know. I've been to Bury so many times. I think it's ingrained that as soon as I get on that M62 north of Manchester, it wants me to go towards Bury. But it was it wasn't the end of the world. We stopped and had it's some lunch. Not far away, is it? No, it's only it's only the next town over. Six isn't it? So, miles away. Yeah, it wasn't the best start to the start, start to the afternoon of the football. And fair play to Rory for um, <clears throat> for keeping the Price Family Trust circle going and not yeah. even say anything. No, he was quite quiet at the match. He didn't he didn't want to dob me in. Although he was laughing his head off when he realised we were in Berry because obviously he came with Berry to me a couple of years ago and he was like, Dad, we're not playing Berry today. And I was like, Oh, is it come to this now? And my lads happened to correct me as to where we're going. So I old. don't know. It's not the first time he's had to correct me on my driving, Ollie. So there we go. So that was a, a funny end to the day, but I, it wasn't really very funny when we got to Rochdale. So um, yeah, let's move on to, to wrap, wrapping up the match action from Rochdale. Lynch shoots. There it is, Lurton goal. Tommy Lynch has scored for Shrewsbury. <laughs> Through the wall, past Barry Richardson. So, final score Shrew, um, Shrewsbury Town lost 2-1 um, away Rochdale. Mm. Um, at the Spotland, as we call it, um, and the attendance was um, three thousand two hundred, and just shows what a small club they are. Yeah, um, with over five hundred um, Shrewsbury Town fans, and fair play to the lads that were singing. They sang throughout the game, so fair play to them. Um, unfortunately, the Shrewsbury Town players couldn't keep their performance at the same consistency as you guys. No. No, we were, it was good. The noise that the crowd made. I, I yeah, did comment on that good. on Twitter a few times. That you know, again, didn't you know? Obviously, we've lost again, but the crowd was there trying to motivate them and get them going. As as you say, it didn't quite work. But um, yeah, Rochdale yeah. fans were quite poor. I didn't really hear a few oh, terrible the game. Awful. Um, and it's interesting as you did the commentary, kind of going and the Lutonitchin watched him the extended highlights back. Um, obviously, um, it was interesting that the guy who was doing the commentary was talking about how you know shoes were coming on a, a kind of. A wave of form, which was technically true, <laughs> unbeaten in five, which in a relegation battle is good. So that's you know that is a good you know. And we obviously had two results, and um, you know we should have beaten Wimbledon, um, and that I think that comes a bit of a shadow over this game as well. Um, but we did come in with five unbeaten, which is a good record. Rochdale aren't doing very well, and obviously they sacked their long-term manager as well. So so that was quite um, interesting. Um, mm, now the team and there's a few changes. Bolton injured himself in training. Um, so, but I'm um, sorry. Yeah, so Beckles came in um, mm-hmm. alongside Waterfall and Williams. Arnold in goal. Wally playing right wing back. Haynes left wing back. Norburn sitting as um, Grant is still suspended. Um, Dave Edwards started again, and Doherty came in um, this time with Campbell and uh, Okunabiri starting. So, yeah, probably were you expecting that team, Glenn? I think. As much as it's going to go downhill from here, I was quite happy with that team, Ollie. It was almost back to sort of the what we'd done against uh, Doncaster when we had that good first half, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, obviously we had a few players who've changed around due to suspensions and injuries, but he played Campbell and Okunabiri, who looked unplayable against Doncaster first half, and he obviously had brought Edwards in, who could probably do the same job that, that the guys did that night. Norburn and Doherty have not been awful recently, so it looked like quite an attacking. You yeah, know, it was team. a very it attacking like... team. That was one thing I was going to mention. I think having Doherty and Edwards it was certainly an attacking yeah. team. I'm not saying like that you know, it... not saying that Edwards and Doherty 
because you don't track back. But, you know, they are attack-minded midfielders. Yeah, didn't quite end up doing that, though, to be fair, for various reasons. It was a very other things. weird game. Yeah. And, yeah. <sighs> yeah. and I think it's why I've, I've put in capital letters um, something I think that ruined the whole spectacle. Um, for, even before the game started, it was clear it was gonna it was gonna have an impact, and and that was the pitch. Oh, it's terrible. There's one bit that looked like a tractor had driven along it. It was like yeah. tracks in the bloody pitch. It was um, and it was you really could bad. see rugby um, lines on the pitch. Mm, uh, you could. You it was could. appalling pitch, and I don't. Th- I don't know. Going off on a little tangent here, I don't think you should be allowed to have a pitch of that poor standards in professional football. Um, I just don't think, you know, I understand that they're struggling for money and, you know, they need to use use their ground for other purposes, but that's not a professional football pitch. It's, it was it was diabolical. Would you have brought that rule in when we were playing at Game Edo? <laughs> well, it's one of the reasons why we needed to move, wasn't it? Exactly, It was, yeah. it was terrible True. and it was not a pitch to play football on. And I don't know, maybe with hindsight, playing with two um, fast um, strikers who would want the ball over the top or, you know, balls played in through balls. Um, mm. it was gonna, that was always going to be very difficult on this pitch. Um, yeah, that's a fair point, actually. We'll come to their performance because you know they they have and puff, but there were some reasons why it was. I think it'd be too right to come out on the pitch, Ollie. I think it was it was very poor. I mean, I don't want to sound like Jurgen Klopp in terms of cratching at straws as well, but you've got to say that it was the pitch and the combination of the weather and, and the conditions as well that just didn't. You know, that's not an excuse for why she should be lost. But in terms of why it was a very rubbish game, I thought it was yeah. a terrible game of football. It was terrible. The wind and the hail and the rain and the sort of clouds whipping the hail across. Was unbelievable. And, Oh, it was it was awful, and it went on for quite a while just towards the start of the, the first half. And I think that all those factors combined, you know, players get cold. It's not quite the same intensity. I'm surprised nobody got injured, to be honest with you. And it it really just sucked quite a lot of the life out of the game. It, it probably the most entertaining bit was at the end when the sun came out. The last twenty minutes it actually felt like a little bit more of a game then. But um, yeah, in general, it was a it was a soggy, nightmarish, horrible afternoon in Manchester. Which, to be honest with you, it seems to always be whenever we go to a Manchester club at the moment, Holly. Yeah, no, it was it was another another poor away trip. Which is frustrating, yeah. Um, and yeah, the game started, and I think it's fair to say the game was scrappy from the start, Oof, the middle, God, and the yeah. end. Yeah, started really poorly. No, no, it was just you, you couldn't really say in that first minute period anyone was on top. It was a, a lot of attritional football in the central midfield. No one really seemed to to want to get to grips with the game. Um, errors, mistakes by both teams. It, it, you know, horrible to say, it, but it looked like a relegation six point game, didn't it? And that's exactly what it was, I suppose. Yeah, exactly, and it was <laughs> it was and it was the game that's defined by. Um, yeah, poor defending at set pieces, which we'll come on to. Um, oh God! <laughs> yeah, and it was kind of it wasn't really the best start in terms of um, their first kind of chance for any side was a cross from deep, and, and Henderson, who's quite a small striker, was just completely free in our box. Yeah, um, which was kind of not tracking your run and was a, probably a bit of a theme of this game. Yeah, he got between Williams and Waterfall. I remember, I remember that at the time, and um, yeah. it just was a, a bit of a snapshot as to how. Our defence as a unit weren't really at what they've been in the last few games where they've got those clean sheets. They didn't they didn't quite get as tight and as close to them. They they were trying to throw their bodies in on the line and, and make blocks and stuff, but it just was there was just a little yard of pace off from where they where they'd been in recent weeks when they'd had been a little bit better. You know, Bolton obviously dropping out was was interesting. I'm not sure whether you can blame them being a bit more unsettled because he didn't play because Beckles was you know wasn't the worst I suppose. But no, um, I don't think the say uh, three centre defenders yeah. did too much too wrong. No, during it's the weird, game isn't of, it? Um, um, enduring open play. Uh, I think the criticisms are stock for these um, two um, set pieces. Um, so the, yeah, the, the, there's a guy who plays in who's clearly a left back, quite a short lad who's playing in central defence and um, for them. And his name was pronounced like knife or something like that. But let's just call him number three. Um, <laughs> yeah, to let's avoid do that. Any, um, so he had a shot from distance, which was saved by Arnold and pushed over, which was a decent save. Yeah. Then the corner comes in. Number three loses his man, and he's allowed to chest the ball and shoot. Um, and uh, yeah, and the ball bounced and bent into the back of the net. Now, 
watching it back a few times, I'm fairly confident to say that I think it was Haynes that was supposed to be tracking him. It definitely was, yeah. Yeah, the number six defender gets in between him and Waterfall, and and Haynes is the wrong side of his man. The the central defender, um, number six, pushes Haynes a bit, and then Haynes kind of tracks (laughs) the number six um, as if like he was like needing to fall, like he should track a a man, um, leaving his man completely free in the box. Um, And it was just, um, yeah. It was a not a good way to concede um, a, a goal from a set piece. Fifteen minutes in and we're one nil down on a, a terrible pitch, um, bad weather. That was not the best start to the game. Yeah, you thought we're going to have to show some character to get anything out of it as soon as they scored with what it was like. But yeah, Haynes was. I don't know whether to be quite critical of Haynes or quite or, or or that just say he was a bit unfortunate because he just gets sort of pushed out of the way and he doesn't look strong enough to burst through waterfall and, and the guy he's marking to get to his marker and he ends ends up miles away from the guy that scores by the end of the by the end of the move and when, when he scores. So you know whether he's too weak there or he just was naively caught the wrong side. I don't know, but it clearly was an error. Um, to be fair, the guy guy took the goal well, I thought, and you couldn't really blame Arnold too much. But um, they've been poor. You know, this is the other thing to say about it. We talked about this last week against Wimbledon about how they've been very poor. They maybe they were coming into a bit more form than maybe Rochdale were because they'd obviously won a few away games like we talked about. But Rochdale have been bang average for months now, and they hardly score goals. You know, and just cough one up straight away. Just it already opened that big sinking feeling, didn't it, in the pit of your stomach that oh. Oh, we're going to do this again today, aren't we? Here we go again. Yeah, exactly. No, um, not good. But I thought the team reacted quite well to going down. Yeah, um, maybe. And for me, I thought this is the period where maybe I'm going to get a bit of criticism. I thought Edwards started to dominate the game. Um, mm. He started getting the ball um, and started um, finding the runners, uh, finding Faye, finding um, Campbell um, for the runs. And he was playing some balls into space over the top of them. Um, and he was working really well and created um, for us probably their best chance in the game. Um, so basically, Campbell's on the left-hand flank. He brings the ball down, gets the byline, crosses to Okunabiri, and I don't understand how he doesn't put the ball in the back of the net. The yeah, ball basically goes like less than ten centimeters, ten centimeters across the line, and Faye seems to get a touch or something, but it then goes out for a goal kick and unbelievable chance. Yeah, I mean, two things on that one, but it sort of was back to where we were a few months ago, where we oh, were still creating chances and it's a good team, but we just weren't taking them. And, and sometimes oh, it was breaking down the final ball and stuff and just felt like another one of those moments where, look, there's, there's a glorious opportunity to, to right a wrong at the start of this game and, and look to push on and, and we didn't take it. And it was a few a few good chances like that that we'll go through that we could have scored, you know, let's be honest about it. But uh, it just it was so frustrating. And it was obviously down the end all the town fans were and it was heads in hands all around me. But um, So that, that was an interesting moment. But for me, on the, on the Edwards thing, it's quite interesting because I've seen quite a lot of negative criticism, which is probably why you said at the start, I'm going to take a bit of flack for this. I've seen a lot of negative criticism from fans about his performance yesterday. He clearly... Uh, didn't perform to the level you thought he did um, for from, from most other fans, which is interesting. Obviously, he didn't last the whole game, got subbed off because he's probably not 100% fit. Um, and, and I think for the case of the other side, really, from from you, you were talking about your game, is I can see what you mean. He played some really good through balls. He, he did try to... He, was, he obviously is a very creative player like he always was for us, and that's a real benefit for us. I think that maybe some people were thinking that he didn't put a shift in, which maybe is a bit harsh. No, I don't um, think that's true at because, all. I'm not yeah, sure whether I, I, it's just people are expecting miracles from him, being a challenge mm. player um, and have this really really high expectations that he's going to come and, and change things and he did change things um, you know we talked about the doing game there was two chance times we got into the box and could have scored um, and here he was doing some really really good passes and unless people use the, the kind of the opportunities he creates I think it's a little bit harsh to, to, to go yeah. too harsh on him in this game because I thought he did quite well and he would definitely was um, and I talked to my mate turned to my mate who's a, a neutral um, and I said that you know Edwards looks like he's the best player on the park, and he agreed. And 
well, if he didn't agree, he wouldn't have said he'd agreed. And I just thought he was he was doing really well at that point. Mm. No, no, second half, he didn't have a great second half. No, he didn't. But no. at this point, he was clearly the best player on the pitch and put definitely the person that was trying to get the get uh, get us moving. Yeah, but, I, but that's what I mean. You came down and we were chatting, weren't we, at half-time, and you were talking about Edwards, and then a few people coming up the stairs, a few of our friends, and people who'd been on the podcast before, and I think I bumped into one of them, and they were talking about how they didn't think Edwards had a good first half either. So it does show you that it, people view games very differently, and um, you know there's obviously going to be debate. And I think you're right, expectation with Edwards is much higher, so I think maybe people are judging it on different standards. But you're right, he did not have a good second half. And for, for me, you know, he didn't stand out as a, as a great player across the whole game, but then no one did in our team. I don't no. think anyone had a, had a really good game. So, you know, he's, he's obviously being dragged down to a League One level because that's the sort of football we were playing on Saturday. He's never going to... The pitch. Yeah, exactly. That's true enough, yeah, as well. It's not exactly the cultured um, Majeski or <laughs> modern new pitch, is it? So, there we go. But in, interesting that, you know, there was a little bit of a, of, a, of a backlash against Edwards there. But I think, you know... Again, and one last thing I had as well is that he's obviously coming to the team and we've now suddenly not been able to beat two of the worst teams in the league. So that doesn't really help as well. But yeah, um, yeah I think we will see the best of him as time goes on. But I still think at the back of my mind, he's not 100% match fit and going off early clearly shows that. Yeah, well, I'm not sure if it, yeah, Ness is potentially as match fit, but maybe he just thought he wanted to change it up and put something else on. And yeah, possibly. In, in the rest of the half, um, we had loads of corners, didn't we? And we couldn't quite get a, a real chance. And then we had some yeah. really poor long range efforts. Um, Waterfall had a moment then, didn't he, where he pulled down Henderson. <laughs> um, in real time, uh, I wasn't sure, did he fall? Because Henderson went down like a sack of spuds. He did go down really fast. Watching it back, um, I think it probably was. He did probably kind of grapple him a bit. Um, I think he kind of went down quite easily. Um, but I imagine you're, um, you're a bit concerned at that moment in time. Yeah, I, I, I'll be honest with you, I thought it was a straight red. And if it was the other way around, I'd have been hollering for someone to get sent off because he looked last man. And to me, you know, on the day, and I've not, I've not seen this back on replay, so I can't say, but he looked like he tugged his shirt, and which is, you know, a professional foul. And if you're last man, you're probably going to walk in that situation. Um, we were talking to a few of the other fans at half time who thought that obviously the referee thought that um, Beckles was a bit quicker than he is and that he was obviously offering cover, but he's not exactly rapid, is he? So I do think the waterfall was incredibly lucky not to get sent off. And the, and the frustrating thing about it was, is later on, there was a moment where he clattered into the keeper late for no real reason at all on a booking and I just thought you know no you know he wouldn't want to see us do another Norburn from the other week against Peterborough where he was on a booking and he made a rash challenge and I just you know the the Rochdale fans were roaring I say roaring there was a few fans sort of shouting because there's not many of them making any noise but you know in, in a more vociferous crowd I, I think he might have got a booking then as well and potentially got sent off so he rode his luck a little bit but yeah. um, I think if you're yeah, a Rochdale fan I think, I think you'll be I wouldn't um, I wouldn't criticize them for being quite feeling quite um for being quite angry at that point, watching it back, yeah, right. the context, if that had been against us, um, yeah, I would have been definitely saying that was a was a sending off and we were lucky at that point then. So we went in at half time. Oh, actually, sorry, just before we do that, um, Wally playing wing back. Now, so, so Wally's one of the best wingers in the league. Um, he is a really good dribbler. Now, defending is not his, you know, he does do a good job at pressing and, and, and kind of jockeying. Yeah. But what he doesn't seem to be very good at is making the decision of where to start dribbling from. And quite a few times in this game, he did it from really deep in our half. Now, particularly on a pitch like that, that's not a good idea, is it, Glenn? And quite a few times, um, you know, he ends up losing the ball. And then then that means that Rochdale can counter-attack, counter-press really high up in the pitch. Um, and it's not mm. an ideal situation to be giving the ball away in that kind of area, um, you know, in halfway in our own defensive half. It just the whole thing feels to me like we know we've got a talented player, 
We don't have the ability to play the tactic that he works best in, so we'll just shove him in here and hope it works all right. And to be honest with you, I don't think it is working all that well. I think that, yeah, as much as we could say he's doing a good job, Ollie, is he really affecting the game? Is he really providing the width that he normally does? Is he getting to the byline more than twice in a game when normally he'd be doing that 10, 15 times? No, I think it doesn't really help us defensively, and I think it doesn't give us the best of Sean Wally. So you either bite the bullet and say, look, tactically, we've not got a place for you here, and we need to play our strongest team. Or you, you change the tactic and, and, and you try and get him in somewhere else. And for me, I, I, if we persist with Wally at right wing back for the rest of the season, I don't I fear bad things coming along the line um, because I, I just don't think it's going to work. And I think sooner or later, people are going to figure out that there's a winger playing at wing back and we're going to be screwed. I think it's I don't think it's a good tactic. Um, I think it kind of mm. works if you're playing at home against a poor team and you're quite confident that you're going to be able to keep you know them defending. Um, yeah. But for me. I don't know. Quite a few times now, that game for me, to me, has kind of ended the experiment. Um, I'd hope to see something yeah, so. different in the next game. Um, I mean, see, I think we're playing three the Welsh under 21s Yeah, it? but he's not. He's a central defender. That's his. That's his like. Wow. That's his position. He's not a wing back. Um, mm. And yes, he did really well against Wolves, running around a lot. Um, but for me, you know, he's. He's. I don't think he's going to be able to cross the ball um, and get the ball in. Maybe <laughs> I'm wrong. I'd like to see him. Maybe. Maybe if he does play there, he could do really well. But. Everything I've read about him, he's a central defender, um, and that's his, Depends. his position. Depends if you want that defensive solidity, though. You know, if if you want to try and keep it tight and nick a game, which is sometimes looks like Ricketts is trying to do, then potentially, you know, you're not going to worry about how much quality Sears is putting in there because you're going to rely on your midfielders. But it's, it's a tricky one, isn't it? We just, you know, we're playing tactics where we still don't, you know, there's not a wing back at this football club who can play right wing back. You can't play Bolton there. You say Sears is not a wing back. Wally's not a wing back. Yeah, we're playing a tactic that requires a right wing back. It's, well, it's a we're bit mad, playing wing backs really? to cover for the fact that we don't have um, a very good central defence. Well, we're already so playing we're three of, central we, defenders to cover for yeah. a bad central defender. So. Well, that's what I mean. We're playing three central defenders. We're playing the formation we have to because of this poor central defence, which now is, I think, you know, meaning that we're not going to be as effective going forward. Um, and I think it's hindering us. Okay, yes, you know, in general mm. play, um, you know, we weren't, um, you know we did look quite solid, which is great. And that's probably helped us get those five clean sheets. But, you know, if, you, if we're going to give away goals from set pieces, like we consistently do, and I think maybe we've need to go on a little bit of a rant here, but ha- all season we keep conceding goals from set pieces. Yeah. And it's just absolutely hindering us. And we've lost so many goals from this kind of set play and situation that it's going to, it could cost us our league position. Yeah. It's, it's the second coming of Mickey Mellon, Ollie. Do you remember we yeah. talked for, years, got, for months corners. about... Come yeah, on, same corners, thing corners. though, but set pieces and just never learning the lessons. And it doesn't matter who managing us this season. Under all three, we've we've probably made mistakes similar to, to 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 the to the set piece mistakes we're making. And yeah, they're not learning the lessons. And what 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 can you put that down to? Is it what they're doing on the training pitch? What they're training for? Well, I listened to Omar Beckles' post match, and he was very clear that they train to not concede goals in that way. And I think, well, <laughs> you're not and training very well in that case. Questions why that's maybe this is why Haynes doesn't always been playing, and and Goldburn has been playing because. He is a bit more of a, 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 a you know a, not a, an experienced fullback um, defender, mm. but yeah. Again, but do you think that chopping and changing the team around in terms of the defenders, which we have done over the last course of the sort of last few weeks, is that helping defensive solidity and how to how to defend set pieces? You know, I don't. I'm not a football manager, but I can't help. I can't help but think that it doesn't really help either. Well, just, just <laughs> we're in a relegation battle. There's more than one <laughs> no, team, isn't there? 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. Uh, one thing I would say about the first half as well is we've we've glossed over it and we'll kind of get into half time now. But they also had a couple of other chances. There was one where uh, I think they had a corner where Arnold came to get it and sort of flapped at it, and they had a header back post that went wide. And I think there was another sort of half chance we had that we probably skipped her as well. And there, there were chances in that game. You know, at one point I was thinking we could be three three or three nil down here. It was it was a weird game like that, wasn't it? But you know, you you always kind of had more faith that they were probably going to be the people that would actually bundle it over the line with a bit of force of will, and we'd we'd be lucky if someone scored a pretty skillful tricky goal which we did later on but yeah it was it was a weird game it was quite, kind of quite open in some respects yeah it was it was, it was a weird game um, I wouldn't say in the course of the game we gave away that many chances um, I don't think there was too many things for Arnold to do uh, but mm. yeah it was um, it was just a frustrating day all day all round um, yeah. and yeah at half time yeah just kind of again sense of frustration uh, um, for all the fans that made all the effort um, to get there and it was a Again, we were losing at half time. We were, we were. I mean, the, the highlight of the half for me was when uh, we won nil down, and, and the and the hail came down. And a load of town fans started chanting "Call it off, call it off," which might have been a better idea than playing on and losing again. But um, yeah, that was it. Half time, really. Let's say so. We caught up at half time, didn't we? And, and sort of tried to have a think about what was going on. But um, I expected us, Ollie, at half time to come out and be better. I don't know about you. Well, you hoped. I was expecting better. <laughs> you yeah. hoped. Um, were we a bit better? I'm not. I'm not sure we really were. Um, I thought it was a, yeah. I don't think we were. Was, and then yeah, how long did it take? Then it take it took another two minutes, and mm. we were two 0 down. Um, a free kick given away by Worley, just come flying in and took it. Took the um, took their their left their left wing back out. Um, they matched up formations. It's worth just just mentioning. Um, so Worley gave away a free kick, um, and this set piece play was so basic, so basic. Um, yep. They basically passed the ball along the ground. Just flat along the ground. Um, again, the, the number three and um, central defender comes in, shoots. It got saved by Arnold, and then the rebound was put away. So for me, in this one, Beckles should have been. Beckles seemed to be the one who was tracking the man. He didn't. He didn't seem to to track him. And yeah. then no one in a township react, reacted to the save. And there was two Rochdale players there. Um, and then when I kind of after the goal left the ball and put the back of the net Haynes is just kind of standing there with his arm in the air looking a bit confused so I'm not really sure if he was it was a hollow attempt to try and get it um get the goal cancelled for being offside but yeah very very poor again lack of lack of concentration um and yeah, just clearly just not good enough at, at defending set pieces. That was crap. But I mean, Beckles and Haynes had a massive discussion after the goal. And I watched it back on the replay today and you can't quite see Haynes, I don't think, in it. But it looks like it's offside. But Haynes could well have been playing him on. And I can understand where, you know, there's probably a bit of, a, of an argument between Beckles and Haynes then. But all in all, it, this brings me to my point about the second half, which is, you're right. There was two Rochdale players wanting that ball, wanting to score, wanting that three points. And that that's what got them the game in the end. They wanted it more, I, th- I think. And it's all well and good saying we played a bit of pretty football here and there. We had a few unlucky chances. Deep down, as crap as Rochdale were in that game, they just seemed to have a little bit more fight and a little bit more tenacity, just a little bit more drive in a horrible, shitty condition game. And sometimes in a relegation battle, that's all you need. And you want to see your players standing up for the club. And again, like a few weeks ago when I was talking about people putting their balls on the line, I felt we maybe weren't quite at that again Um that's just my view of it, but I think that's one of the things that eventually cost us the game. Really, you know, we can talk about two set pieces, but it was that wanting certain moments at certain times of the game that we, we maybe were just a little bit lacking in. Lacking in concentration consistently. Um, Very true. Yeah. It's, yeah, you know, and that for me is yes, you can you can blame Ricketts all you want, but for me, this is about the players taking responsibilities at set pieces, doing their jobs, 
Uh, and um, yeah, at all too often this season they've let themselves, the team down, and that's why they're um, having a yeah a bit of a crap season in a relegation battle. Yeah, I mean, just static, just so static. That's the thing about it. And you know, it looked like they'd all got stuck in the bloody mud. And you know, Rochdale's players were, were on their toes and ready for it. And just one of the things I thought was interesting is we came out for that second half miles before Rochdale, and obviously came out into freezing cold conditions. And we're standing around for upwards of two, three minutes. And then Rochdale come come out, they they kick off, they're at it straight away. And I don't know, maybe there's a part to play in, in that and and how up for the half we were because we we really were sloppy at the start of that half, and the goal wasn't really just the only part of it. But um. I don't know, just awful. There you go, let's sum it up with that word, awful to go 2-0 down, and that was it then. Everyone was looking at the table, Bristol Rovers were winning, we were like basically one one place above the relegation zone and only a one-point gap, um, because Oxford were drawn at that point in time, and you just started to think, oh God, all that hard work at Peterborough and, and a fantastic result against Doncaster, and almost all of it's been whittled away. Yeah, and um, yeah, we weren't <laughs> going um, did, did you ever think we were going to come back after 2-0 down? No. No, I just I hadn't no. seen enough of us. I mean, we haven't talked about Faye and Campbell, but you know they ran around a lot and chased a lot of through balls on. But they looked tricky and skillful, but they never quite were in the right place at the right time. They didn't and get they... any service. Did they? Let's be honest. No, I can't criticise no, them no. too at all. And they didn't get any service whatsoever. And then yeah, I guess maybe just to kind of yeah, scoot through the kind of the action of the rest of the game. Um, yeah, we had a set piece, and Beckles had a really good header, which was a good save from the goalkeeper. This is probably our second best chance of the game to this point. I reckon. I reckon he should have scored, yeah, but yeah, it was a cracking really save. Poor header. They made a disallowed goal from a, a corner. I think it was a corner or a set piece for Waterford. It was a free kick, yeah. Yeah, free kick. And then we kind of changed things up. Not right at the same time, but um, we did make some changes. We brought um, Holloway on first for Faye, which made sense, I think, in terms of bringing a target man on to try and get the ball forward, um, which did deem to work. And then the game kind of flowed into our into our favour. Obviously, Rochdale also going to try and defend a lead. Um, they they did. started taking off uh, more attacking players and bringing on defensive players. And exactly. Edwards yeah. went off and Laurent came on. And then there was another free kick and another head off from Beckles, um, but this time it was more at the goalkeeper. And then by now, we were almost games over. Um, we were, you know, we were in, in extra time when, um, yeah, we managed to score. And yeah, do you want to kind of take town fans through this this goal for those who were yeah. not there? Yeah, it was. I mean,. <laughs> You know, just before we get into the goal, you've said, did I think we'd score? I have to say as well, as much as you've covered that game, we've not covered Rochdale's chances in that half as well. There were at least two good chances they had. There was one where Waterfall completely missed a header and they almost got in back post. Um, and there was another one where they really had a good half chance as well. P- similar to our half chances, you know. But, you know, if we were going to take one and get back in the game, then they could have took one and got back and been 3-0. So there were a couple of heart-in-the-mouth moments. But... Finally, we played a bit of football in that second half, didn't we? And I said, we probably had our best spell after the substitutions um, make of that what you will. But it was a good move down the right, wasn't it? And um, some, some nice passing around. And then I think it was, um, yeah, Payne, wasn't it, who'd come on. And uh, then sort of Holloway did a bit of a dummy. And then Laurent did a bit of a dummy. And then the dock sort of rounded, rounded sort of around the, coming into the, into the box and just sort of a nice finish to the goalkeeper's right. So it was a really nice goal. One of the better goals we've scored in the last few months, I would suggest. Yeah, it was a, it was a nice, nice, um, nice. nice goal, yeah. decent goal, and yeah, it's um, it was a good bit of build-up play and showed incredibly frustratingly, <laughs> not a great sentence, but you know what I mean in terms of what we can do um, if we do get the ball down. Um, you know, mm. players have a sense of um, composure and awareness of where everyone else is. Two good dummies and a nice finish. It was, wasn't it? It was the first time where we made proper decisions in the game, Ollie, because one of the things we lamented. Decisions, yeah. 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 Well, pos- yeah, exactly. And that was we actually a good point, actually. Soon... Yeah, sorry, Glenn, sorry. No, it's all right. I was, that was my rant. They, they made a lot of poor decisions. <laughs> and for me, that was something that I, I commented on Twitter during the game, is that it was a game of constant bad decisions. Bad decisions in the past. Bad decisions to, to make a dribble. 
you know, Wally decision to give a silly free kick away, you're not tracking your man, just poor decision making throughout the game has just cost us. And yes, we can criticise Ricketts and he's got a terrible record, but he isn't responsible for them making decisions on the pitch. And mm. okay, you know, we can say, you know, he, he's, he's dropping the change of the team too much. But then people keep making mistakes and he's trying to change that because someone, you know, did make a mistake in a game. You know, Haynes, um, you know, was at fault for one of the goals. Wally gave yeah. away the free kick for the second goal. Does he take them out and then is he chopping and changing too much? Is he the tinker man or is he actually taking players out because they underperformed? Mm. Um, and I don't think anyone can really say that they, um, I think there's probably one player, I think, in the entire eleven um, can say that they had a, a fairly decent game or an average game at best. I still, I still think a lot of fans would pick different teams, you know, and that's pretty obvious because most fans would. But you know, there was chanting during the game for Matt Sadler again, and obviously people are getting a bit miffed with Waterfall again after one of his more in and out performances again. He wasn't as shit as he was at the start of the season, but there were a few moments which he offers up in every game where your heart's in your mouth, and um, you know, people still want to see Sadler back. But then, has he got the pace for it anymore? And there, there are a few people on the fringe of the team that might be able to come in and do better. Should Laurent have been dropped? Who knows? It, it's, it's a tricky situation to be in. But for me, I, I just would. For me, I just want to see some consistency in team selection now. You know, all right, we lost 2-1 and we weren't very good. But just give it again another go at Plymouth and try and let these lads build a bit of confidence. But, you know, we should have done that during the good run. We should have stuck with that Doncaster performance. We should have played that team in the next game against Wimbledon, where I think we would have won. And we would have been going into Rochdale with probably similar team again, other than suspensions and injuries. And again, they would have had confidence. But it's, it's almost like we've gone back to that Wimbledon game and how we shot ourselves in the foot with, with how Ricketts dealt with it. And, and that plays a part in why we've then gone to Rochdale and not performed again for me. Oh, I don't know, Glenn. It's just, <laughs> just, just, this, this team just seems completely inept. Mm. Um, <laughs> and I'm not sure if any manager could could kind of you know turn this around. Um, but but all season long, everyone's been saying we've got good players. We've got good players. You know, is is that really true? Have we got a lot of good players? We've got in this players team? that Have we can got... turn it on um, on occasion and <laughs> when? do well. Yeah. But you know, you don't. You're only, you know, you play at the highest level. Um, you know, you know. Look at um, any player in our team. They can you know score a long range shot, or you know can put a good do a nice little pass. But you play at the highest level because of your consistency to do that. Um, hmm. And our players just don't have any consistency whatsoever. But, but Doherty's a good player. Laurent's a good player. You know, Norburn are, are probably good players. They've all played pretty much all of the away games this season combined, you'd imagine. All right, they maybe missed one or two each. But we've barely won a game away from home. You know, what? what is it about these players that are supposedly so good, that are, that are players we should be able to have faith in getting us out of trouble, that means that they just keep coughing up crap results away from home? And and it is consistent now. We keep going away from home and going behind and having to struggle to get back in games. It's been happening all season. You know, are these good players not learning those lessons that mean that this won't keep happening? Because, frankly, it's got to the middle of March now, and I don't see that situation changing anytime soon. I, I presume we'll go to Plymouth and get, you know, a poor result because we're just rubbish away from home. And I, I'm sick of hearing about how good half these players are and them just performing week after week and not getting us the results. It's, it's infuriating, I I'm infuriated by it. I don't think, I've not seen many people comment to this, so this is a good team anymore. I think that... Good players! No, that all, sorry, I yeah, good players. Difference. I don't think those, I haven't seen many of those messages anymore. I think people mm, have, have no. kind of um, died of that conversation. But yeah, you're right <laughs> to address it, um, though, because it's something that people were saying earlier on the season. And yeah, it's... I just, uh, I, it's, it's, it's fair to say, Ollie, I just... I, 
the more I watch Norburn, the more I'm not convinced he's a particularly good League One player. And the, and the more I watch Luke Waterfall, I'm still not convinced with him. And the more I watch Haynes, uh, he still hasn't convinced Haynes me that he's going to be a good. good is he? Let's be honest. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but you could run through a lot of the players and and have two brackets. You know, there's 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 a much smaller pool of players who I would be like, I'd love to see them play next. It season. seems like for me, it seems like all the players we have need to be around some stronger characters. Oh, God, Maybe yeah. that's what it is. Maybe they're just you know the only players a bit more determination and a, a more mature head around them or players around them. You know, you could take Doherty and put them into a different team or Haynes into a different team, um, and they would perform. But yeah, too well, too consistently, we've just we've just been poor. I think that I think Edwards helps in that. You watched him during the game. His, the way he was talking to people, and especially after the second goal, he went back and he got waterfall and, and Beckles, and he was like pointing, he was talking. It was almost like he was doing a coaching session. So I, I like that. I like that there was someone out there taking responsibility, and I think that's one of the things we will get out of Edwards, despite maybe his fitness not being there or not quite as fast as he was. I, I do think his experience is going to be vital in this running. But at the same time, I, I can baffled by Norburn continuing to be captain. You know, he was waterfall at the start of the season, and obviously think, he hasn't I got it the, now. Let's not over. Let's, let's not overplay the role of the captain um, nah, nah, he didn't do nothing as a captain on the pitch from what I could see other than just fly into tackles and really we need more than that in the trouble we're in and um, I, I, I don't know I'd make Edwards captain now he's club club legend I don't give a, I don't give a crap how long he's been here at least he was looking like he was trying to I thought talk Northern to people I thought was trying but I don't know it's just, it's just, it just yeah, seems fit. like a corrupt team um, in, in mm. terms of ability to get a performance um, out on the pitch Norman's not fit to lace Edward's boots, in my opinion. But there we go. We shall, we shall leave it there. But yeah, we, we have kind of got to wrap up the game because as ridiculously poor of a match as it was and, and as you know, little we deserved for large parts of it, we really should have got a point at the end, Ollie. You know, it, was, it was mental. Yeah. The last moment of the game. Yeah, it could have done. Um, ball into the box. Headed for, ball headed long ball to Waterfall. Yeah, he was staying up front. He headed it on. Another <laughs> header by Holloway. And then the ball came to Lauren, hit it, goalkeeper saved, and then um, then Payne hit the crossbar. And yeah, if we'd got a point then, that would have been um, cheeky, I'd say. A cheeky a cheeky point away from home. It would have been a good point, frankly, yeah, a good you know, point, in a situation. Definitely. But it yeah. wasn't, wasn't to be. And and it was some good defending, to be fair. The guy hooks it high off the line and onto the bar and it spirals away. I, I wish Waterfall had pop, put it back across instead of trying to squeeze it home because there was three or four players waiting. But it's, it's, in, it's in a moment, you know, you can't really be too critical about that. But yeah, it, it, it did show you what we'd come to at the end. You know, our strike force was paying out wide, Holloway and Waterfall through the middle as the as the two target men. And I was thinking, oh my god, it was only what? last minute of the game though. Uh, it was about the last five minutes actually. It was it was for quite a while, but it was just you know any, anything must. And you know it did did do some damage. And to be fair to Waterfall, he won he won quite a lot of headers up front. He, he's really good at heading the ball. We can't take that away from him. Just a lot of other problems he's got. But he did do quite a good job in that in the in that five minutes he was up there. But it wasn't to be, and, and at the end of the day, if we had nicked a point, it would have been decent, but a loss was pretty bad, to be honest with you. I'd, I'd looked at it as a no-lose game, Ollie. I'd have been happy with the point, frankly, um, but to lose it, and with the results going the way they were, it was it was shit, really. Yeah, no, it's not good. And we'll come on to the table mm. in a moment, but... Um, yep. Yeah, try as you might. What's your top three? Because this was really hard work. So, yeah, it's, it's it's a tricky one. I mean, I picked it for, for the sake of it, because no one really stood out, but I think, you know, there was a few people that did try and, and were fairly blameless I suppose in some of it and we've, we've complained about the defending but I thought Williams outside of the two goals and he wasn't really directly responsible for much of what went on in that game maybe he could have been it quicker on the second goal but he was fairly solid again um, did did his job his, his pace was helpful on a, on a sticky pitch um, and again you know what's this now five, five six games into his career he's, he's really impressive and I'm really really starting to enjoy watching him um, so I gave him man of the match I gave Arnold second place purely because I think he, you know you, you say he didn't do too much but there were a few moments where he did make a few saves 
and kept us in it. Particularly the, the one there was one in the first half where a guy had a free kick and he saved it and, and it popped up. And then the guy sort of kind of should have, should have side foot at home and he put it over the bar. But he made himself big there. His kicking wasn't the worst in some terrible conditions. When they were playing it back to him on a really horrible pitch, he did okay with that. So I gave Arnold second and I gave Campbell third, mainly because he just ran quite hard. And his pace over the top was useful. He, he did in the first half have a pretty decent effort at getting onto a few balls. But outside of that, I, I wasn't really impressed with anybody Edwards else. Was feeding those balls, wasn't it? It was, it was, yeah. But it's interesting. I mean, you've got your top three. You talked about how good Edwards was. Neither of us have put him in, his, in your top three. Well, I said he, he had a good moment period yes, of the game, yes. like maybe like 20 minutes where he dominated yeah, yeah, yeah. the game. Um, I went for Williams first, and that's just because he just didn't do anything wrong. Just, that's <laughs> that's just, just, that was the criteria, I think, to kind of get him this week. <laughs> Campbell did well. He did some good runs, and he was yeah. unlucky not to have an assist. Okadabiri maybe could have finished. I went Norburn third just because he he did put a lot of effort and he didn't really um, he didn't he did try um, to, in a defensive position but I'm really struggling I don't think he's you know it's not warranted through a great performance it's just he was the least worst mm. he needs to shave that crappy little beard he's grown on his chin as well that was that's not a good look for for him to be honest with you but because especially Laurent's got one already and he's he obviously had it all season so yeah he's he's, he's trying to channel his inner bed Godfrey it's not working at the moment but yeah, that's fair enough it's a, it's a game of opinions but. Um, yeah, in terms of Rochdale, Ollie, I just—it's not much to say on them, is it? No. I didn't really notice any of their players. They were terrible, and they're—they're going to be down in the trouble with us. They're not going to pull away from it. Yeah, it's—it um, was—it um, was poor, and they're not a good team, are they? And it's yeah, it's—it it just seems a bit strange of a football club. And again, going back to the pitch again, but just having playing rugby on your pitch is just such a a shot in the foot, and especially when you have a manager mm. that wants to play passing football, and at times they did pass the ball around a bit. Um, I don't know. It just seems a bit of an odd, odd situation to get yourself in, and you know, yeah, the, the, the chief execs and stuff sack the manager, but you know, you need to give the guy a bit of a chance <laughs> to try and you know play football on a on an actual football pitch and not um, a quagmire. And yeah, Rochdale, no one really stood out for them. I can't think of anyone really that kind of impressed me or any player that I'd love to see in a town shirt. No, I mean they got the guy that scored the two goals to them. I don't know. You'd have to want to see him on a more he's, weekly basis. He doesn't, but... He's not a central defender. I think he's just they no. he play play because they thought they'd we'd play against they'd play against two small yeah, um, exactly two, two small strikers, which they did. There we go. And we should just before we wrap up with Sam Ricketts' comments, Ollie, we haven't talked about the incredible highlight of the entire game. I can't believe you missed it, but it was the amazing Robbie Williams tribute act at halftime. I didn't see <laughs> this, never... fortunately, I was underneath. <laughs> There was a guy, he just came out on the pitch, microphone, and just did a live, you know, I can't remember what bloody Robbie Williams song it was now, but he was he was god-awful, to be honest with you, and I just thought that was, you know, summed up a very odd day in Rochdale, that. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, then moving on to Ricketts' comments, he said he was disappointed, I don't think we played well as um, as we have, we have been Disley disappointed to concede from two set pieces. We should have we should have scored more. One of those where you just can't get it right. Um, he was asked, mm. "Did you deserve something from the game?" Yes, but we weren't great. Um, you know, certain levels weren't hit today. Uh, we didn't pass enough. Um, and yeah, he was just then commented on how well the fans were. And yeah, he was. You can't really. He didn't. There's nothing controversial in what he said. And at least he was honest, honest enough to say that the performance wasn't great. You said we weren't at our levels that we've been at recent yeah. weeks. And I was like, well, <laughs> recent weeks, that's not very long. That's that's their last five games because we weren't at our levels for the previous 12 games before that. Well, either, the so. Doncaster one was a good <laughs> performance um, the yeah, first but that, half. But, but to me, Ollie, that's a complete anomaly. It is you an know, anomaly. Consider- yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I, I'm not That's not our level. But no, it's not our level. It's a level that we've hit. 
Um, and I think that's yeah, where he was rarely. saying, you know, we've hit those levels. You know, that's what we need to try and achieve. And he wasn't. He was clearly quite frustrated. And that's like all of us are. Yeah, I don't. I can't disagree too much today. But when he said we weren't at our levels, I was like, I thought we probably were at our level. <laughs> to be honest well, with you, that's yeah, how we played most of the season. Performance all season, not winning is some. Yeah, and um, we've lost fourteen games now in the league. Exactly. Um, Still two away wins only, and one against ten. One against ten men where we got the lead. So it's just the away form is incredibly poor, isn't it? And. Um, it ain't going to get rectified, you know. It, if we go to win at Plymouth, it'll be miraculous to be honest yeah. with you, because that's not and some, they're on somewhere they're going to want to go. Well, um, yeah, pulling they themselves are. away, because they obviously were in quite a deep trouble, and they've got forty-two points. Um, it's probably worth just mentioning we've got now ten games left to the season. Yep, that's try it. and save oh, ourselves, um, and we're one mm. point above the relegation zone. Um, yeah, the relegation fight. Um, even the BBC point picked up on the fact the relegation fight. Goes from for me twelfth with Wickham with forty four points, um, and then you've got Gillingham, Southend, Plymouth, um, and Warsaw that's separated by two points, and yep. then you've got um, then you've got Accrington on forty one, Scunthorpe forty one, Bristol Rovers forty, and Shrewsbury on forty. Yeah, that's that's just about the relegation, is it? Yeah. Bristol Rovers are now ahead of us. I mean, you know, on they were difference. god awful when we played them a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, we're just, yeah I know. So but, are know. we. If you're an opposition fan watching True. Shrewsbury, you'd probably True. say they're yeah. god awful as well. And you know, we definitely deserve to be in a in a relegation um, fight because of our performance. Oh, sure, certainly. Yeah, um, and yeah, it's just it's just been a bad bad season. And yeah, it's 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 funny, isn't it? It's just it's just almost we're just yeah just ebbing our way. Um, into relegation fight and you know last week a couple of weeks we thought that you know we were going on this run and we were going to get out of it but we just we just can't put a string of results together nope we can't and it shows you how tight it was Gillingham played Oxford on Saturday didn't they and at one point Oxford were drawing so they would have got you know up to 40 points they would have been level with us and at the same time Gillingham would have been on 41 so it just shows you but as, as it was Gillingham got a winner went up to 43 and they're now 13th Oxford, uh, Oxford lost, and now they're stuck on on twenty one, uh, stuck on twenty first with thirty nine points. But you know, next week it could switch around, and you'll find that Oxford shoot up to whatever fifteenth or something, and we could be down in it. And it's, I do agree, it's ten games to go. There's plenty of time to save ourselves. But I just, I just look at it, and outside of 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 a of a, of a great half against Doncaster, and a bit of luck at Peterborough, we we could, you know, those two moments have saved us from being right deep down in the crap, Ollie, and. If we can't produce something along the lines of Doncaster again in the next two or three games, we're we're gonna be in real serious. Well, we're in serious trouble, but we're gonna probably be favourites for relegation rather than still a big bunch of teams that can get out of it. Because you know these these games are tricky, and you know Plymouth is not going to be easy, and and games after that are also going to be incredibly hard as well. And um, it's going to be the one who stands up to take take charge of it. Who's going to be the man to do that? And, and I hope there are players out there that will do it because. It's my football club. I do not want us to get relegated. I don't buy into this thing that I've seen a couple of times in recent weeks about I'd rather go down and, and look no. at having a promotion season next season. God, <laughs> no, I big, fucking big hate if. it. That's a massive if. Yeah, exactly. If that's going to happen. You know, look, Port- Orient, yeah. Chesterfield. Yeah. Um, yeah, how many years were Portsmouth down there? And Portsmouth have got a lot more resources than us. Um, oh, yeah, exactly. 20,000 fans. How long are they down there for? No, go League Two would be dire. And, it would. And, yeah. Looking ahead to Tuesday night in Plymouth, um, <laughs> Gillingham are playing Bristol Rovers. Um, obviously, we've got a relegation fight against Plymouth. Rochdale are playing Oxford. Um, yeah, there's a lot oh. of um, lot of games. Warsaw are playing away at Port. Uh, sorry, at home to Port Pompey. So maybe they can do us a favour. Only if we win. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, well, a favour in terms of them not getting any points. Yeah, true. Um, so there's a few interesting games there. Um, but yeah, Bradford are going to probably lose to Luton. You'd suggest possibly, yeah. So yeah, it's um, it's it's yeah, 
I'm just saying the top of the league, Luton, Luton are flying away from it, and Barnes yeah. are second, Sunderland are third, and Pompey have started to fall away. So, yeah, we haven't really looked that far at the table this not that much this season. Yeah, looking at the top half of the table, Ollie has been a bit of a fool's errand this season, to be honest with you. I mean, we could have gone up as far as 13th, couldn't we, over the last few weeks with results going the right way? But <clears throat> to be honest with you, you know, the, the occasion to look at the playoffs has been null and void this season, has it? So, Whatever happens, it's it's going to at least be an interesting end to the season, just not one quite as interesting as last year. No, it's not going to be as interesting or as positive. It's going to be no, interesting sure. for other reasons, and it's going to go down to the wire, I think, unless we can miraculously get a, a string of results together. But I don't know how I feel right now. I think we're just going to just ebb our way into relegation, um, and there's going to have to be Oof. a bit of a... A lot of um, soul-searching over the summer. That's how I feel right now. Um, God knows what will happen. We could get some kind of miraculous result and over the next 10 games we might pick up enough points to win. But right now, oh, mm. I can't see it happening. It's easily doable, but is it... It's easily it, not is, happening is as well. easily... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's, it's 10 we can, games. We've been consistently you know, inconsistent, so it would be mm. foolhardy to expect anything else. Exactly, exactly. We'll have to see how it goes. As I say, if we could get a win against Plymouth, that might start to right the ship, but we certainly won't be out of trouble again then. As the last week has shown, you know, you only need a couple of poor results and you're straight back into it because how tight it is. So um, hopefully we go there. I mean, we should just cover predictions really before we round this podcast off, Ollie. We both went for more positive results at Rochdale. Mm-hmm. I went for a draw and you went for a win. Um, unfortunately, neither of us got any points there because we lost. So this week, as you say, we've got Plymouth, um, which I won't be going to, Ollie. No chance in a million years am I going to watch I this team away from home the way, they've been, <laughs> the way they've been playing this year at Plymouth on a Tuesday. Tonight, but it's on iFollow, so um, you know we'll be able to cover it and we'll be able to watch that. I'll be watching that on iFollow, and then on Saturday we're back home against Wickham. So yeah, I mean they're obviously having a much better season than us, uh, having come up last year. Um, you know, on the fringes of the relegation trouble, I suppose on forty-four points. You know, we're only four points behind them, but they only need a couple of results really to be safe. You would imagine with the teams that are below them. Um, you know, they've got their neck above the water, haven't they? But certainly, you know, we went to their place. What was it? Three-two in the end, I think. Um, or was it 2-1? I can't remember. A bloody long time ago now, wasn't it? But it was a pretty fair fair open game, wasn't it? And we had a couple of chances in that game to get something from it. But um, it's a chance to at least right the ship at home. And, and, it, and you do feel like if we're going to get out of trouble, this is a, a must-win game, Ollie. It is a massive must-win game. And against a team that work really hard, are tenacious, mm. um, and work hard, <laughs> don't make that many as many mistakes that we do. Mm. You know, I just I, I can't. I, I can see Wickham um, getting a win here. Oh no! <laughs> I can see them getting a one nil win, grinding it out, um, and thus losing one nil. I'm going to be a bit more positive because I do remember they've got Adam and Ab playing centre back, and if we were to play Faye and Campbell and they hit the straps like they did against Doncaster, they should be able to make hay. So I'm going to be a bit more positive. I think we'll we'll lose at Plymouth is what I think will happen this week. Yeah, um, I think we'll lose away at Plymouth. And I think as well. we'll, I think we'll come back, and I think we'll probably beat Wickham. It'll be tight. It'll be two one something like that. I can't see us keeping a clean sheet. Um, so that's what I'm going to go for, 2-1, two, 2-1 one, two, one winter town. Ugh. Which would probably just keep us out of the relegation zone. Yeah, you think it would keep us out of the relegation zone. Obviously, <laughs> yeah, well, three from three from six possible points maybe pull us up mm. even a little bit. But yeah, and then we'd, have a, then we'd have a few more away games coming up. But I'm just not confident. Oh, I'm not in a good place at the moment when it comes to Shrewsbury. Yeah, you've lost, you've lost your faith a little bit, haven't you? Which is understandable, having been there yesterday and watched what it was like. And you've got haven't watched this whole season, um, at home, yeah, yeah. And Pompey Ugh. and on obviously are trying to get promoted. And then you've got we've got Southend, who just seem to be able to pick up a few different results and be able to pick up a few results themselves. Um, and then we're into April, um, and we've got some like two relegation fights um, at home to Scunthorpe, away to Gillingham, 
And then we've got Barnsley, Oxford, um, Coventry. That running's horrible, isn't it, really? also at home, <sighs> which could be, oh. could be a game um, for us to um, save ourselves. Mm. It's not looking good, no. It's not looking good. You can't really be too positive after what happened yesterday. And then, you know, we've tried to be over the last few weeks with the sort of recovery of form and little bits of stuff to hang on. But really, I think what's come across this podcast is, yeah, there's all sorts of things with our managers this season. There's all sorts of things with what the, what the club have done. The players have got to take some responsibility, but frankly, the whole thing's been a total car crash. Let's be honest about it's it. You know, from from start to finish, season. and you know, it's now the point of either someone gets us in an ambulance and takes us to A and E to recover, or you know, another car crashed into the back of us and there's a. I think that's why the fans keep going back to Paulhurst all the time. Um, because yeah, it's all over Facebook again yeah, tonight. Again, yeah. um, I think people are trying to wind each other up as well, but there's um, definitely an element <laughs> that. Um, you know, he did kind of. You know, he could have. He could have turned this around. Who knows? He might not have been able to. Um, you know, Doigie does say. You know, avoiding relegation is probably his best career as a member of um, of a um, playing coaching staff. Um, but who knows? Mm. Um, who knows? But I think the, f- the thing about Hurst or any manager other than Ricketts, if they'd come in, is it would have been pretty difficult to do worse. Do you know what I mean? He yeah. really hasn't done much in the league, no. and you know, any you could say that you think that any manager, whoever it is coming in, obviously we we looked at. Um, the guy that's just gone to Bradford, um, Gary Bowyer. Well, we don't know that, do we? We can, uh, we can no, but that that's who we discussed as someone who would have been a good candidate at the football club, isn't it? And he's gone straight into Bradford, got a result, and they're now four points behind us. When a, a few weeks ago they were miles behind, so you know there there are managers out there that can't have done worse. I think so. I don't know. It's is a is a lot of discussion. Whatever happens this season, there's gonna be a lot of discussion this season about Big Sam Rickets, whether he's here or not. Yeah, massive port Let's leave it there, Ollie. I guess the only thing, to, the only positives that can say is there has been some fun, fun in the football this week. So the IX game was fantastic. Um, seeing oh, Ramos yeah, <laughs> um, get out, being knocked out while he was being rec- had a, recorded a um, documentary about him, I thought was absolutely hilarious. Uh, and the Man United mm. win was quite good. So yeah, Champions League has given us some um, some joy this week. I thought Ajax were fantastic. Did you watch either of those two games? Not just that. I, I I watched yeah I watched both of those games. I watched the the Villa game today, and it was it was nice to see a bit of football justice handed out by Jack Grealish after he obviously got assaulted by a bloke running the pitch and then scored the winner, which was I don't know. You don't see that sort of thing happen in football very often. Well, it seems sports happening more and more often. People seem to think these kind of behaviours is acceptable. Um, and you had all the Blues fans cheering him as after he after he got caught. Yeah, ridiculous. And then a guy ran on at the Man United game, uh, and, and he, he sort of pushed Smallin. Did you see that one against Arsenal? And in rain, and in Scotland, there was stuff happening, wasn't there? In one of the games as well, with people throwing bottles and. And we had a guy walk. We had a guy go again, go go to get the referee against Wimbledon, if you remember rightly. Last last two weeks ago, we were talking about this, weren't we? And you know, that's an odd one for me, that Ollie. I don't know if you saw, but they put an announcement about that guy. He's had a ban, but unlike the guy that ran on the pitch and did a sort of funny run around. He got a three year ban and was, was said, Oh, you're not you know, you're not coming back to the Shrewsbury Town Football Club. This guy's walked on the pitch, gone to the referee, so the other guy wasn't trying to do anything physical to the players, he was just running around like a mo- not mong. But this guy went towards the referee, so there was a, f- a confrontation that potentially could have happened there. And from everything I'm sort of reading online today, and who knows whether it's true or not, he's only got a free match ban. So where's the consistency there between whether you well, enter the, the club field didn't or not? Say. It looks it's very odd that the club didn't say no, exactly. what it is. And if you know, surely they should have put a deterrent out. But... They should, because it's just, again, something that's dragged our, our thing. And if, at the moment, the bloody media are going to be going through games over the last few months looking at people entering the field of play, looking for clubs to rake through the ground. And if they find out that we had someone coming on, going towards the referee, and we gave him a free match ban, our football club is going to look really stupid, isn't it? So I, I wish, whether he's had a free match ban or not, I hope, that, I hope this week that somewhere along the line they come out and say this is what the punishment actually was, because at the moment that's what people are saying. And again, with a vacuum, excuse me, I never learned the lesson. If you leave a vacuum and you don't answer every question, 
a fan base will just make up what's going on. And I, I'm, it's not that I've made it up. I've read it about three or four times today. So it's an interesting one, isn't it? And, and especially in the context of what happened today, I was thinking about it earlier on. So, yeah, who knows, really? One for Brian, I suppose, if he, if he gets one of his Q&As recently. Yeah, it is. So I tried to end on a high note, Glenn, but you brought us back down. Uh, no, well, you know, it just made me think. It's, it's, I'm, I'm in a negative space, a negative headspace. <laughs> there we go. But blame Shrewsby Town. I had a nice day with my lad in the morning, though, so that was good. But um, as usual, the football ruined, ruined it. So um, <laughs> it's just the life of a football fan. But do you know what, Ollie? We all say this every time. We wouldn't be without it. When, whether it's highs or lows, I love the emotional roller coaster of football. I, and I love supporting Shrewsby Town and everything that goes with it. It's just, you know, I crave the best for my football club. I never want us to lose. I always want us to win. And. Going all the way to Rochdale, seeing it happen, it just—it's just—it's a dagger to your heart a lot of the time because we care that much about it, and um, I don't know, it takes takes a day or two to get over it, which is why it's normally negative on a Sunday night because when we've lost, I'm still not over it, Ollie. No, no not at all. Then. <laughs> oh well, never yeah, mind. Big week ahead, Plymouth. And exactly. Home. Uh, who knows? Let's see where we are next Sunday. Too right. Good stuff. Thanks for listening, guys. Oh!